The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1914. Today, I'm going to be answering a couple of questions that came in from patrons of Star Wars 7 by 7 Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So we're going to consider a couple of questions today. One of which bears on the rise of Skywalker and another one that's just good fun. So let's start with the rise of Skywalker related question. It comes from Dennis Keithley who in addition to being a patron of Star Wars 7x7 is also a former podcast host himself of the dearly departed Starship Sabres and Scoundrels podcast. His question was, if there's one entity, either a character or a species or an army, that might have appeared in either the original trilogy or the prequels that could come to the aid of the Resistance in The Rise of Skywalker, who would I hope for it to be? And I really like the question, Dennis. Thank you very much. You know, I'm especially glad that you said the word army in your question because that's something that I've been concerned about for a couple of years. Here's basically how are they going to be able to fight the First Order? And especially now that it seems, you know, all but certain that the timeline situation for The Rise of Skywalker is that it's happening one year after the events of The Last Jedi. So, I mean, they were in a pretty bad state at the end of The Last Jedi. So I don't know where they're going to drum up an army in a year to be able to defeat the First Order, since that's what we're all assuming will happen by the end of The Rise of Skywalker. We know already, and so this one I can't count as my answer, that the Resistance is going to be reaching out to the Mon Cala to get them to help. That's part of the journey to The Rise of Skywalker and the Marvel comic book series that's going to be coming out in a little while. So, ruled them out of my response. So, there's not a lot of other armies kicking around that we've seen in these movies, in the first six movies, but there is one that jumps out, and that would be the Gungan army from The Phantom Menace. In fact, as far as armies in the prequel trilogy go, that's the only army that's left. The clones, they're gone. The Geonosians were all wiped out by the Empire after they built the Death Star, so they're gone. What other army is there? I suppose it's possible they could stumble upon an abandoned Trade Federation factory and find a whole ton of battle droids that just need to be de-rusted and made operational, but that seems really kind of unlikely. But the Gungans have a grand army, so hey, that would be a pretty great fighting force to see in The Rise of Skywalker. And when you think of the original trilogy, well, as far as armies go, I guess the Ewoks would be the other one potentially, but I think, comparatively speaking, the Gungans have much better technology, and so I think they would probably do much better in a fight for the Resistance than the Ewoks would in The Rise of Skywalker. So the other question that we're going to discuss today came from another patron, Bobby Gordon, who says, what are the top five beards in Star Wars? And oh man, 
That's a tough question because there are some quality beards in Star Wars to be sure. So to try to make this a little bit easier, I've segmented things out. And so we're going to talk about the top beard in the original trilogy, in the prequel trilogy, in the sequel trilogy as it stands so far, and count Rogue One and Solo in their own categories. So that will make five for us. So as far as the original trilogy goes, outstanding 70s and 80s beards, but the one that I have to go with is the one that just, I always found rather startling, and that was the beard of Crix Maydeen, General Maydeen from Return of the Jedi. That beard, I knew someone who collected vintage G.I. Joe dolls, like the 12-inch G.I. Joe dolls that had peach fuzz beards, and I swear to you, it looks just like the peach fuzz beards that were on the vintage G.I. Joe dolls. I just thought that was utterly remarkable, and so <laughs> Crix Maydeen, like, his beard has always caught my attention from the moment I saw him on screen in Return of the Jedi, so that's my top choice for the original trilogy. As far as the prequel trilogy goes, well, there's certainly no shortage of options there. And there is one that I'm going to name in an honorable mention after the break, which is not coming right this second, so hang in there. Uh, yeah, it was a tough decision, but I think ultimately the reason why I went with Sayo Bibble, who is an aide to Padme Amidala in The Phantom Menace, and he shows up in other movies as well, is that it's one of the only beards that's actually shaped, right? Most of the beards that you see in Star Wars are similar to, you know, say mine, like they're just full beards or they're goatees or maybe they have, you know, part of the cheeks cut out. But Sayo Bibble has a ducktail is what it's called, like a pointed tip on the end of his beard. Like it comes down and is neatly groomed into a point. That's a pretty rare thing to see in Star Wars. And so for sheer grooming expertise, I will give Sayo Bibble the thumbs up for the prequel trilogy. As far as the sequel movies go, there's been rather a paucity of beards as it turns out. I mean, there's certainly the prominent beard of Luke Skywalker and beyond that, you kind of struggle to think of who has a beard. Temin Wexley, Snap Wexley, played by Greg Grunberg, has a beard, it's true, but ultimately I went with Major, now General, Callum Emat. He is the gentleman that you see on Crate walking out with binoculars to see the advancing First Order line just before a couple of guys in the trenches taste the ground on Crate and find out that it's in fact salt. But in all honesty, I think Emat is winning the vote for me not just because of the beard, but the gorgeous flowing locks of hair that go with it. I mean, that is a heck of a mane. That's a commitment. So this guy definitely has a serious hair game going on and seems to know exactly what he's doing. As far as Rogue One goes, I gotta give it to Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera. I mean, that is about as unhinged a beard as you will see in Star Wars, as opposed to the very well-groomed Sao Bibble. Oh man, Forrest Whitaker's beard is just as wild and crazy as his hair, and possibly not as wild and crazy as Borgullet, but you know, it's kind of hard to top Borgullet. <laughs> And as far as Solo A Star Wars Story goes, well, is there really any competing with young Lando Calrissian? I think not. So we're not even going to bother and just say, there you go. But there are a couple of honorable mentions that I want to flag, and I will share those with you after the break. Stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So thank you again, Bobby, for the question about the top five Star Wars beards. And I just can't let it go, so I'm going to give out two honorable mention awards. First, for beard continuity, the award goes jointly to Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness for the Obi-Wan Kenobi beard in Revenge of the Sith, translating into the Obi-Wan Kenobi beard in A New Hope, which, I mean, that's a heck of an achievement because... On the one hand, it's 19 years earlier, but on the other hand, it's 28 years later in the real world. And so, yeah, to have that kind of beard continuity in that weird situation, a spectacular achievement, so well done. And the other one I'm going to give is a Lifetime Beard Achievement Award, and that is going to go to none other than the maker himself, George Lucas. And I gotta tell you, there's something special about that a new hope beard, right? I mean, when you're that young and that committed to a beard and to fill it out that well, you know, that takes some serious hair growing mojo. And so there you go. Lifetime Beard Achievement Award to George Lucas. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. If you would like your question to be answered on air, then hey, check out patreon.com SW7X7. Become a patron at the Vader's Fist level or higher, and your question will be considered for the show next month in our Q&A episode. But for now, that is going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.